0: Funny how. What's going on, Chuckleheads? Welcome back to part two. I am Carla Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk, and I am here with head women's lacrosse coach Liz Geyer. Uh, I believe we left off before KJ spoke to us. We left off in January or February, right around there. We're starting to look east, come back home, but not be. In Maryland or Virginia, you yeah. wanted to be in an area that's it's still kind of fresh and able mm-hmm. to be molded and whatnot. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how do you get to. So you saw the Bethany job. We touched yeah. on that a little bit. Let's. When do you get the phone call? How does that process start? Um, I want
1: to say I got the phone call in. It was end of March, early April. I want to say, and. It was just an initial call just to kind of feel it, feel things out, and then we set up a more official one, and I just already had a really good feeling about it. I love West Virginia, I think it's gorgeous, and one of the biggest things I wanted with the program was, at the end of the day, we all know this as college coaches, our job is sales, a huge portion of our job is sales, and I think it's a lot easier to sell something when you believe in the product. So as I was talking, to um the interview committee. I just I just got really good feelings from it. I felt really comfortable with it. And this is actually about twenty minutes off my off the highway for my drive home because I took seventy the whole way. So I was driving home for either spring break or something. I was coming home. And on my drive back I knew I had the interview the following week and I was like, why don't I just drive through? It's right there. So I drove through and I met at the time Abby Santac, and she met me just over at the athletics field and we literally just walked around the track and she told me about campus and I, I loved it. I loved everything I was hearing. I was really, really excited and fun story, though, on the way as I was leaving, definitely got lost and a huge thunderstorm hit and I thought I was going to die. I didn't die, clearly. But that was my first experience at, like first real experience at Bethany. And I was pretty sure if I got an offer for here, I had a couple other phone call interviews. And one of the biggest things I wanted was a place where I would get a lot of the free range to build something. And when I came here, that was pretty much what I was told was that I could run with it. I could do what I needed to do to get this program off the ground and some things that really stuck out to me, obviously, was the campus itself, but it was the history, the alumni involvement. We're a really diverse campus, and that was something that really was instilled to me in, at Concordia, was that something I wanted. I never played with anybody that looked, with me, looked like me. I never was coached by anybody that looked like me. And our program has, our sport has a lot of room to grow in yeah. diversity. And that was something that immediately from the get-go, I was very clear about coming here to Bethany was something that I would be able to do was bring the students to a campus where it would reflect who they are. And that's something that I really wanted. So from the early from the very beginning this was my top choice. And when I got the offer, so I got the offer in and I think it might have been closer to mid April when I was coming through. And I pretty much got off the phone when I got the offer, talked to my mom and called him right back and said I wanted it. So I was was really excited from the get-go, and I had, I was told that I would have a full year to build a program, to recruit, to start um, getting our name out there,
0: so. So let's go, you've now taken over. When does the, for you, when did the recruitment process, and is it, I'm assuming you enjoyed yourself for maybe a day or two, celebrated or relaxed, and like, okay, here we go. It
1: was, so they, I, they did not officially announce until June I want to say it was either June 10th or 11th so throughout May it was that I would be coming coming up and working with it and I worked with a couple club programs but there were already events I wanted to go to so I was like I just will go incognito and just start scouting kids and start watching kids that year of recruitment I lived at different points in West Virginia in Virginia where my now husband is um, or was and Maryland and in for part of the time in Chicago. So I pretty much just couch surfed and immediately started recruiting. Bethany is definitely a niche school. We, uh, being in West Virginia, being a small campus, being a little bit set apart, it's geographical and all. Yes, exactly. It was definitely a challenge, but I, I love recruiting. That's one of my favorite parts about my job. I love getting out there, meeting new kids, seeing more lacrosse, uh, getting to know events. And I was already coaching for, like I said, a couple different club teams at the time and was really able to get to events and see kids and start wearing the gear come June. I think it was June 10th, I had all the gear on and was out in places and starting to talk about it. So yeah.
0: So then you go through the entire year. Mm -hmm. Now it's your program, you're able to pitch to these freshmen that you're recruiting. Hey, I mean, it's a brand new program. There's, there's going to be a lot of growth, but there's going to be a lot of playing time opportunities.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm assuming there's probably some transfer portal watching going on. Like, who's yeah. trying to go? Maybe come back home or mm-hmm. be a little closer to the area. Maybe they Pittsburgh yeah. or they're Maryland, like you said. They wanted to come mm-hmm. back. Um, what was what? How did things start clicking for that first that first group of recruits that was going to? I mean, that's your initial class for the yeah.
1: program i think one of the biggest things we did to kind of set ourselves apart to start building that class was clinics we had kids on campus all the time and that was something we wanted was if you're going to come here i want you to know the students you're going to school with and so, put eyes on them. exactly so we had kind of a club team not really it was just a couple girls that were interested in learning a little bit more about the sport and they were actually really involved as recruiters so when we had clinics when we had camps they were the faces the girls got to know. And that's something that's, really, that's still really important for us is we want our current students, our current team to build relationships with our incoming students because those are what last. Mm-hmm. Those are what go past these four years. That's the reason you come to a campus. Obviously, I, I work really hard to build relationships with recruits, but at the end of the day, I want those relationships to be that much stronger with my players. So those girls that helped us with those clinics and those camps were absolutely integral. They were so important and I can't think of them enough for the weekends they gave up to to host these girls to teach a sport that they had just learned about. They were really, really valuable. So um, we started, one of the big events we do, and we still do this, this this will be our third year coming up, hosting it, fourth year, hosting it, um, third year in the fall was a fall clinic where we invited other colleges and it was like a little showcase. Mm-hmm. And it was really awesome for us to have girls that were highly interested. And of that event, Cassie Mayhew, who um, is here now, Trinity Dixon, Rakaya Wise, all three of them came to that. And then and
0: found Bethany through that.
1: Yeah, they, we had been talking to them throughout the summer at different co- um, club events. And it's similar to actually volleyball, mm-hmm. that we have those mass events. We don't do very much high school recruiting and I had seen them over the summer at those, Cassidy, I had seen playing with Triumph Lacrosse, and um, both Trinity and Rakaya played together at, with Diamondbacks Lacrosse. So I saw them there, and they came to that event, got to meet each other, and now they're all teammates, which has been really great to see that. Uh, the following year, girls like Elizabeth Holitas, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holitas was there, I believe Joanna Melita was one of them, So it's been awesome for that to be a very consistent thing within our program, that that's one of our big weekends that we say, hey, you're some of our top kids. We really like you. We think you'd be a great, great fit at our campus. Come do it overnight, get to know other people and see if this is the right fit for you. So, and it was one of the big ways, like I invited high school coaches to come and watch if they wanted to. Because it helps them
0: pick up things as well. Exactly. And again, this is an area where where you're trying to grow the sport.
1: Yeah, there are, I believe, 15 schools here in West Virginia that have lacrosse. It is very new. Very few of them had played lacrosse, and if they did, very few of them played women's lacrosse. So one of our other big pushes, we did those clinics, was me getting off campus going to high schools. So I visited every high school, I think, except for two of them here in West Virginia. I visited a ton of schools in Maryland, visited a lot in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh area. Now is
0: that growing? The Pittsburgh? Because I know Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. men's lacrosse is kind of on that. Yeah, egg.
1: yeah, definitely. So Pittsburgh is a little, maybe like, I'd say five years ahead of where West Virginia is. Okay. Um, we, West Virginia, I coach for our first West Virginia club program with Intrepid Lacrosse, which is originally a Pittsburgh area program. So it's, it's definitely a little bit farther ahead, a little bit more developed. A lot of the kids do want to stay local, so this year we're bringing in, I believe, three Pittsburgh area girls and four West Virginia girls. So, so it's going to be a local team. It's going to be a very local team this year. Historically, we pull pretty heavily from Maryland since that's where I'm from, but also because there are limited Division three options coming out of Maryland. There's limited Division three options in West Virginia. And there's a ton of saturation in Ohio, and a little bit more in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. we've been able to kind of insert ourselves and steadily build that.
0: So you, we, off camera, we were talking about yeah. um, there's a push to for women's lacrosse, Olympic wise. Mm-hmm. But there seems to like I, I'm going to have Coach Hilliard on yeah. later on down the road. Um, there's a big, di- there's a large difference yes. between the field, the players. Or, touch on that a little bit. Yeah.
1: It's a totally different sport. Um, it's, it's, I always compare it to field hockey versus ice hockey. Yes, they both have the name hockey in them, totally different sports. And even though we play on the same field, our field sizes are different. Um, the locations of our lines are different. What the lines are intended to do are different. So we play with 12 girls on the field. We have typically four defenders, four attackers, three midfielders, and um, one goalie. So we have a draw control versus a um, face off. And I like to compare the draw control to a tip off in basketball where you have the centers taking that and then you have other people looking to receive the ball. And depending on how good you are, you get it to your person. So our, our sport is really exciting because there have been a lot of developments to grow the game the last couple years when i first started playing um i was the only kid on the field that whose mom made them wear goggles and everybody else it was optional at the time goggles were optional we didn't have out of bounds if it went too far away just went and picked it up and brought it in and we had first home second home on defense all of these terminologies have changed Mm -hmm. over the years so our sport has really evolved And it's been so so cool to see, like even the sticks. When I first started playing, my stick was totally flat and about this much of the ball was sticking out. Nowadays, you have pocket like in the men's game. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, we've transformed to shift a little bit closer to the men's games. In other ways, we've really retained our individuality. And that's something that a lot of women within the college coaching world have pushed for is this doesn't have to look like men's lacrosse. Mm. It can can be be its own thing. Exactly, and that's totally okay. So it's been awesome to see where there is overlap. I grew up with two brothers that played lacrosse. When I first started playing lacrosse, I was like, oh, I'm playing the one with the helmets, right? And my mom was like, "No, that's not your sport." <laughs> so it's been cool to see it evolve and it grow, and it's so fast now. We added, added free movement in the past year, and we joke that it used to feel like freeze tag—that on the whistle you froze, uh, you had to stop where you were. Is
0: that what we see? Like I've always seen like the drop. Everybody, like when they everybody mm-hmm. scored a goal, they used to drop their. So drops. that's yeah.
1: actually that's actually a recent addition—the okay. um, of dropping of the sticks—and it's checked to make sure the stick is legal. So for men's lacrosse, I believe the ball has to be below a certain line. Ryan can totally tell you exactly <laughs> what it is. For us, you have to see the ball over the top of the, the head of the stick. Even if it's like this much, you have to be able to see it. Okay. So especially if it's a rainy day, those pockets tend to sag and the it gets a little bit deeper and it's an advantage because if you go to check the ball, it won't come out. Okay. So we, nowadays we drop the stick. Now it's like a celebratory thing. So it's such a cool part that they've added. It's very much, Technically useful, but it's also just awesome because as soon as you score, you throw that stick down, and you're like, "What's up? I won! Yes, I scored that goal. It's a great feeling."
0: Well, and you you touched when we were talking about the uh, the draw
1: mm-hmm.
0: it used to be five on five, and everybody just kind of ran in high speed, just yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, where it runs
0: together. And so women's lacrosse is actually even ahead of the curve when it comes to like, hey, maybe we shouldn't just run full speed at each other and like have yeah. the possibility of. concussions. Exactly,
1: we've been, we've, as a coaching body and as a sport, we've worked really hard to make it a safer game and that's been, we have tried a couple things out, they tried out um, soft helmets and some programs still have them, they're still, they're still new, we don't Mm -hmm. have enough information just yet, but the goggles have been huge, but every lacrosse player I've ever met has had at least one concussion. i played with plenty of girls whose careers were ended by concussions. So um, my very first game Again, my mom said, you're wearing goggles, and I was like, no, 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 now of the other girls do it. It's not cool. And I took a shot straight to the face from maybe 10 feet away, because uh, it was new, the girl was new. She didn't know what she was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I stepped right in front of her and got clocked. And um, since then, I've been hit by probably two or three other shots playing defense. Um, I got one conco- concussion as a goalie, taking a rocket of a shot to the face. Yeah. So they've worked really hard to make sure our gear is a lot better. The helmets have come a long way for goalies, um, the just the draw controls, like they now have only have three people in the draw circle. And until possession is established, nobody can run in. We've um, adjusted shooting space, three seconds, all of these things just to kind of tweak it. And I'm sure if sport will continue to evolve. We probably have the most rule changes, at least I feel like in the past 10 years. Well,
0: other than the NFL, but they change a role. Yeah, world every day.
1: <laughs> exactly. We won't talk
0: about the NFL yeah. because I know there's a, yeah. a
1: little
0: bit of a difference of opinions there might here. might be coming I mean, from Baltimore,
1: possibly, might be a difference of opinions
0: But <laughs> I wasn't going to throw the Ravens thing out there, but I guess I walked oh, yeah. you right into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you get through that first year of just 100%, you're just on the road. Mm-hmm. Couch to couch to couch to yeah. tournament yeah. to tournament. Mm-hmm. Now you get into that second year. Mm-hmm. What What's the first season here? Kind of, what was it like? What was it, you talked about humbling when you transferred. What mm-hmm. was it like now on the coaching side?
1: Exciting, what, it's so exciting. We have, and most of the girls are still with us from that first year, it's definitely, just as, as it was humbling for me, I'm sure it's humbling for our girls coming in. Because one of our things that we've said from the beginning is you start with the end in mind. So we didn't really wean our girls into, you know, the morning workouts. We said we will be doing them. Mm -hmm. We didn't really wean into, oh, we only have a couple practices a week. We're a first-year program. This is what it'll look like. We said let's commit to doing it full speed. And to be honest, I think some of the girls that came in weren't ready for that, but most of them wanted it. Yeah. They wanted the commitment. They wanted to be pushed and to be challenged and to see so many of them step up. We had a lot of girls um, step onto the program that had never played before, but we brought in a class of 10 girls. So that was a, a great group, a great foundation. People like um, Sarah Saberna, she came in, she was a late ad- addition. Um, she joined us in May of um, the year before. So mm-hmm. she, she had only played one year of lacrosse before, but when, and this is something I did pick up from Concordia, when you have kids that commit to it, the the boundaries are limitless, it's amazing. So she's one of our kids that came in and her stick work has just planted the roof. She's a, util, a utility person. Uh, if you were to ask her what position she played, she'd probably shrug and say uh, everywhere. Uh, wherever wherever you do you they mean. tell me. Yep, and from, in addition to those, we had some core players that were incredibly skilled. We had Cassie Mayhew, who's probably a, one of, came in as one of our most skilled players. Um, Rakaya Wise, we transitioned her to offense, but she came in as a gritty, tough defender, and she takes that on the offensive end. Trinity Dixon has been so consistent for us. She's a tennis lacrosse player, got great reflexes, and she has stayed consistently above fifty percent on saves. And we actually we were laughing because this season we only played three games, but in those three games, I believe she had a fifty-three point seven save percentage in all three of those games, and. She's just so steady. She's somebody that it doesn't matter what the day is. I know when she steps in the goal, she's going to be consistent. She's going to do her job. And she has the kind of personality that when a bad day does hit, because it's, it it's going to happen, we're a brand new program. From our very first game to the last game we played this year, she has been able to bounce back from it. Um, you know if a bad shot goes in she's like okay we're good, we're it good. Happens. Yep. so she having somebody some so, some players that were so foundational has really helped us to extend and to build and to grow into something that first year I would say it's almost it was a little easier than this past year
0: well and you only got you got a you got a yeah. taste of it and then
1: exactly you know we we had such a great group of kids that wanted to be there and wanted to build something wanted to grow Mm -hmm. and so last year coming up with our three wins in our very first year was so exciting that feeling of that first day like maybe i'm not crazy maybe (laughs) maybe it's gonna pay off and seeing the it pay off for the girls Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that was just was awesome to see and so I'm still. If you can't tell, I'm still really excited. This is this is what I want to do. So I love
0: it. So you only got three games this season because mm-hmm. you know there's a there's pretty mm-hmm. serious pandemic going yeah. on around the world. Yep,
1: that's so everybody happens. kind of got yeah, sent was, home,
0: and that was the end of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. What has that done for recruitment? What mm-hmm. is that? I mean, yeah. I've talked to some other coaches where they even now after they've done their interviews, they've said where. This player might have decided, okay, Bethany's closer to where I'm where mm-hmm. I live. Yeah. Whereas, you know, your Montana person might not wanna their family might not want them out here right now with mm-hmm. the uncertainty of what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Has this helped recruitment? Has it hindered recruitment? I mean Um,
1: it's kinda of hard to say. We were pretty much done with our incoming class when okay. this hit. Okay. We we already had, I think, eight or nine of our kids. We're bringing in. Um, we had eight girls, I want to say, then, and we are at nine now. Oh,
0: so you're like Brian Sampson. You had your you had your list already done here. Yeah, here they are. They'll be here in fall. So
1: that that didn't hit us too hard. It's more so moved up our calendar for class of 2021. Mm-hmm. I would say we're doing a lot more phone calls, a lot more conversations in that area.
0: Are there any rules? Like, is the, what is the NCA kind of
1: right now? It's. <laughs> We have not been hit as hard as D1 in Division 2. So D2 is probably going to come up with a regulation in the next day or two, but D1 has been backed up to August 1st, okay. the 31st. So, but they're also looking at the classes of 22 and 23. We're pretty pretty much focused on our classes of 21. And just
0: moving that.
1: Yeah. It's been hard to not let kids get on campus. That's really, we do a lot of our junior recruiting through our spring season. Mm-hmm. And that's where our we want our schedule to sit going forward is that they can come to clinics, they can come to games in those last couple of weeks where they're seeing our team at, at its best and they're seeing our chemistry at its best. And that's and something the campus, that exactly. That that's peak, most amazing. gorgeous. Flowers everywhere, it's amazing. And instead we've had to say, Do you want to do a virtual tour? So that's made it really challenging. You know, I talked to a girl just a couple of days ago who was like, Hey Bethany's my top choice. She'll be she's going into her senior year. Bethany's my my top choice, I think. Financially and and team wise, all together, it's the right fit for me. When can I get to campus so I can make my final decision? And I had to kind of shrug and say, I don't know. So that's been really hard um, to just not be able to have those in person conversations has been really challenging. But for our class of 2020, it wasn't really.
0: They were already there. They were pretty much done. We have
1: one or two that are still deciding what the fall was. It depends on what the fall is going to look like. Yeah. So we have one or two waiting on that, and we're going to be just as patient with them as we hope they are with us. So that's pretty much where we are. We're excited for this class though, because these were kids that were, have been on our radar for a while. Um, and now
0: they're now it's they're signed. They're coming. They're well.
1: Yeah.
0: Signed yeah. as as yeah. you can be. I mean, exactly. It, again, it's but so. We we talked about the fall coming up. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. Bethany moved classes up to, I think, August 10th is the start date. Mm -hmm. And then Thanksgiving break, that's it. Everybody goes home. That's the end of it. We'll see you back here, hopefully, in the spring. (laughs) Because I think everybody's just, like, Mm -hmm. sitting around going, please, just.
1: Yes. Yes. Even if
0: we have to move everything up, just let us come back. Mm -hmm. Because I know there's a lot of students right now that are in that. Limbo. Especially right now, because their numbers are starting. and. Could we not be back in the fall? Yeah. Could we? Yeah. What does that do so for baseball? Mm-hmm. JT has the what is it nine of nine of his ten I think are mm-hmm. coming back, or maybe all yeah. ten. Or I think it's whole senior class from this past year is coming back.
1: Yeah.
0: What does that? It's the same. The same rule. I'm assuming they were. Everybody was granted that extra year of yeah. eligibility. It's so you're actually going to possibly have this group that is the core. Yeah, getting an extra year, they had a year taken, but they might have an extra year of just being here and finishing out something that they started.
1: There's definitely the possibility for that. Um, I think one of the biggest things we, well, we only graduated one this past year. Mm -hmm. So that definitely,
0: Uh, Lindsay, right?
1: Lindsay Cornish. Yeah. So that was heartbreaking for, she missed last year for about half of last year for broken ribs. So it was heartbreaking to see that her kind of lose that on that season as well. Um, And we'll graduate um, one this year, Ayanna Crawford. So it's an interesting conversation because we're looking a little bit farther down the road. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of just feeling out what the girls are comfortable with. Most of our girls are looking at grad schools. And one thing we've pushed from the beginning is we want you to be academically focused from the start. So most of our girls. While we may have those conversations, if
0: it's more, if it's better for you to go on and get to start your master's
1: and be able to play yeah. somewhere else, then we'll support them 100%. So, you know, we've that group of girls that will be graduating that either year, they're brilliant. They're brilliant kids and they're, they have such bright futures. And if I could need to call 15, 20 coaches and be like, Hey, I have a great kid graduating and you have their master's program, you should totally take
0: them up and i think I that, that statement right there exemplifies the this one bethany meaning that as, as i talk to more of these coaches it's, it just seems that it's again it is the division three level athletics is mm-hmm. your job it is the focus yeah but it's not the big picture the big picture is graduating these mm-hmm. students and make like you said build them having those relationships for the rest of their lives yeah. but also being better people than they were when not even just more adult, more mature, whatever they learned Mm -hmm. being here through this program. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything else that you could say kind of defines what your program is right now?
1: Um, I'm just, I'm really excited for this incoming class and for the foundation it's taken three years to build Mm -hmm. because they're coming into a group that is honest with each other. A group that works hard. This past year we played a couple games man down. That was really, really tough. We got hit with um, bronchitis, I think, two weeks into games, and you we're guys
0: missing. Had, You guys had way, you had way of a rougher path, than
1: Yeah, we had a really, it was rough this year. We had bronchitis, we had a couple other injuries hit us, and one of our big focuses was, was grit. And one of the things I've been telling them from the beginning that I can see these upperclassmen really starting to buy into is this idea that you make your biggest strides when no one's looking. When no one expects anything mm-hmm. of you, when somebody comes into the game, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, you're this team, you're brand new. Why? Why are you even here? Why do you even try?" You're gonna meet us, <laughs> exactly. And so this grit concept has really rang true. And coming into from that kind of a season into a pandemic, it's it's that rings that much more true. And
0: now you have there's even more of that fire. Like okay. The first year yeah. we got our three, mm-hmm. we only got to play three in our second year. Yeah. Now that, and that year was kind of yanked. And mm-hmm. that's it, unfortunate, it is unfortunate, but yeah. it was really like the rug was just exactly. right, on, right from underneath. So now you have a team coming back that's hungry, that worked
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. also ha- is gonna have the addition of eight solid, eight, yeah. nine, possibly 10, 11. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. Two. Yeah. But I mean, that's a, that's a solid, foundation they have to come back to yeah and
1: they're coming in with leadership like people like Ayanna Crawford she worked so hard on herself and on her own terms this past year and when she stepped on the field every single one of her teammates was like this is who I want to play with yes I love that so that's something it's gonna pay off you know hard Mm -hmm. work hard work is going to be seen you we're gonna know who had their stick in their hands who who was working hard yeah, who was just like, oh, well, it's a new program I can walk on. No, that's, we're moving past that. So I'm really excited. It's a great group of girls with a lot of passion, with a lot of heart. They're here for the right reasons. We're bringing a really strong set freshman-wise defensively. So I can't wait for them to eat up eat up some cost turnovers. You know, those clears are going to look really solid. I'm very, very excited. We've, I think we've done this the right way, and I think our girls will really see the payoff this year.
0: Well, I think that's where we're going to... I think Harry has something for us yeah. at the end of this. So, um, Coach, thank you. Um, I, I'd like to sit down with you again. Yeah. Come early spring-ish. We'll, That'd be great. We'll do more of season preview, mm-hmm. player previews. Um, I'm going to talk to Erica and see if I can't get some players in between that of maybe spring players come on in the fall and fall mm-hmm. players come on in the spring so you're not in season. Yeah. I haven't decided how we're going to do all that, but... Uh, I'm Carlo Guadagnino, this is Dingo. This was Dingo Talk, mm-hmm. here with head coach Liz Geyer of the women's lacrosse program here at Bethany. And uh, Harry Chambers, I guess, let everybody know about your breakfast sandwich and your biscuits and all the other things that you do. And we'll be back next week, I, guess I probably should say that. Yeah. So we'll be back next week.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Harry
0: Chambers, and you've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk with your host,
1: Carlo Guadagnino, from Bethany, West Virginia home of chambers general store where you can stop in monday through friday 6a to 5p or on saturday
0: 6a to noon and pick up one of our famous one dollar sandwiches or try one of our exciting daily lunch specials we also offer hot breakfast sandwiches and fresh sausage biscuits and gravy all day long so next time you're through bethany stop in and see us
1: Hello to my little friend